Hello and welcome to Early Late Nights, the show that is as good as adapt adaptation as Player Unknown was at adapting to Fortnite. And I have the stutters tonight. But that's okay. It's fine. And your host, Kieran Marchant. Tonight on Early Late Nights, we'll be discussing uh, a couple different articles. One about uh, the swatter that's finally getting what they deserve. We'll be looking at the esports wrap-up for the week, going to Overwatch League, as well as the fighting tournament Combo Breaker 2018. That happened with a couple great moments that I want to pick up on. As well as going into the player unknown Battleground dev that apologized um, for some of the downfall of that game. As well as in the tidbit of the show, be looking at the recent kind of outrage that the internet right deservedly has about the uh, potential game Active Shooters, um, as well as at the end of the show trying something a bit new with our 60 Seconds of Madness. But let's not go too far. Let's not push ourselves beyond where we can go. Let's jump right into um, the first story. So, Swatting, if you don't know, is a terrible, terrible prank that happens now on the internet quite regularly so especially for twitch streamers um, people who are very regularly live on the internet there is a, a series of things where somebody goes and calls the police and tells a lie about a person's home so that while somebody's streaming a police group or unit busts into the house and kind of causes quite a ruckus disrupts the stream probably very distresses the streamer quite a lot it's uh, it's quite ridiculous it's quite ridiculous and so um this week a serial swatter it sounds way too cool to be such a to no i wish we're gonna call it something else i'm gonna call it a repeat swap swat nado repeat swat nado um, by the name of Tyler Barris has finally been um, indicted of these of a SWAT call that him and two friends made quite recently, as well as um, during the FCC um, making the vote in America on net neutrality, they he caused a fake bomb hoax, as well as I believe at the CIA headquarters in America as well. So finally, he has been tracked down. He's been caught. Um, he has been um, the a repeat offender in this one. He's constantly swatting streamers. He is not only swatting streamers, but swatting other people as well. Um, the major offense is actually one of his uh, attempts at swatting for a practical joke was quickly turned into um, a murder case when the person that answered the door um, looked like they were grabbing a weapon from their waistband and a policeman shot him. The policeman was acquitted of this um, murder because of the circumstances around the actual um, incident, which sucks. You know, it doesn't suck that he didn't, you know, get any punishment, but at the same time, it sucks that a life had to have been lost um, through this incident. And so um, Tyler Barris was taken to court over specifically that matter, um, and was charged with involuntary manslaughter, swatter, swatter for swapping. No, swatting. No, involuntary manslaughter, um, as well as being traced back to the fake bomb hoax on the FCC. Um, and you'd think something like this would change a person. You'd think that they would probably amend their ways because of it. But instantly, while he was in police custody, tweeted out um, threatening to swat more people and to cause more problems. Um, and then called himself an e-god. An e-god. For fuck's sake, people. What the actual fuck? The fact that swatting is a thing 
is ridiculous in today's day and age. Fucking hate it. I hate it. Recently, a Overwatch streamer XQC was swatted. People get swatted pretty much every couple of days on Twitch, it seems like. And it's something that's really ridiculous. That is just so stupid and such a waste of police time. Is today's environment, especially for swatting people in America, it is a very dangerous thing to do. With the way America currently is, with the way their, um, you know, their police force and forces are handling armed weapons, people are going to die more often than not. People are going to be seriously injured because of these swattings. And, fuck, it scares the life out of them. I don't understand why people get a kick out of it. Of course, people think seem to get a kick out of, you know, um, putting somebody through such a stressful event. But, for fuck's sake... Stop. People, like, I don't, it's one of the things I don't get about the internet is why people are so terrible. And I wanted to take this time to point out this story. Um, the the three guys, the two other people with Tyler um, came through and they tried to cover up their tracks after the swatting event, after the swatting was supposed to be um, where one of the friends was supposed to call a um, the SWAT or the police about Tyler, but instead of going to Tyler's current address, they went to his old address, which was currently being rented out by somebody else, which is fucking ridiculous. That is stupid. Um, it's, it's what, as Nick's just said, is um, it's a non anonymity i'm gonna i pronounce oh god why did i pronounce that word it's because people on the internet don't have to show their face or you know that until like a lot of the times people don't get the consequences for these prank calls which they definitely should 100 percent should and the police should have the ability to track these people down but if you ever want to prank a streamer or prank your friend don't do it in a way that the police are going to be involved ever don't, you know, the time that could be spent on that swatting, that investigation, could be used to solve an actual crime, to prevent an actual crime, to save somebody's life, for fuck's sakes, don't, don't, just stop doing it, I don't want to waste any more time on this shit, because fuck that noise. Um, so, esports wrap up. Esport had a great weekend, especially in the fighting um, genre for this week, as Combo Breaker 2018 is happening right now. Still happening with many with many games still ongoing. Um, but one of the games I wanted to definitely bring up was Dragon Dragon Ball Fighter Z, which I think is a really weird freaking name, and I hate that the the Dragon Ball Z isn't as follows. That's what the anime is. It's Dragon Ball Fighter Z, um, which I really enjoyed. I've actually been playing this game on and off with some friends lately. Um, it is a really well-balanced um, fighter based on the teams of, you know, three characters and how they line up. I'm really um, happy with how Combo Breaker has come out with Dragon Ball Z. So, um, the grand finals of the Combo Breaker 2018 Dragon Ball Z um, segment was actually fought between Sonic Fox and Go One. Um, and this is a rivalry that's been growing over the last couple of events between these two, with Sonic Fox always coming a little bit short. Um, but this this event saw Sonic Fox really improve and had shown that he developed himself as a competitor since the earlier fights with Go On, um, especially with the way he's changed up his roster. So in Dragon Ball Fighter Z, you get to pick a roster of three characters, um, and they all interact differently. They change up, as with a lot of other fighters, 
but um, this was very prevalent in Sonic Fox's loadout because he chose Gotenks, um, which had replaced the adult Gohan that he was running a lot. So it changed up. So these two met twice, and Sonic Fox had not beaten go one before i believe so they met twice in the winners finals as well as the grand finals and sonic fox took it twice especially in the first lot of games within the winners finals being um quite out of nowhere for um sonic fox's draft and his setup to be completely different to what they we go one was used to um and then go one to brawl his way up through the losers because it was double double elimination to brawl his way up through the losers elimination finals and to get back to the grand finals where the two faced off again um both showed great signs of adaptation they both showed um changes in their skill and understanding of how each player was forming but in the end sonic fox managed to win out which was a fantastic show of skill um it was a great moment in the in the fighting or even in the esports community in general because um he was a sonic fox was a, a bit of the underdog uh, not under underdog underdog um when it came to things like that so it's great to see him get a win. I can't wait to see what he does more um, as the fighting tournaments continue, for, especially for Dragon Ball Fighter Z, which is a fantastic game. If you haven't picked it up already, go check it out. It's a fantastic game. Um, and it's really good to see adaptation. I want to talk a bit more about adaptation in a point later on. But moving right along to Overwatch League. And if you've watched Early Late Nights before, if you know me as a person or watch any of our content... I love Overwatch and I love Overwatch League, so of course I'm a little biased when I talk about it, but Overwatch League is in a fantastic point right now in Stage 4. The meta continues to grow with the additions of Brigida and changes to different characters that have led to a very different meta now, and the meta is suiting some teams and fucking terrible for other teams. Um, customly, customly? God damn it, can I, can I talk? I don't know if I can talk, people, but I can. Um, currently, the Boston Uprising, who went 10-0 and 0 in the Stage um, 3 games, have been terrible. They have not adapted whatsoever to the current meta. Um, there's some teams... It's interesting to see some teams have gone through and not changed their style at all or not accepted Brigida into the lineups. Um, they haven't really changed how the game is played out. It's it's quite interesting and fantastic to see how it's happening. And one of the best stories out of this is the Dallas Fuel. So the Dallas Fuel have had the roughest Overwatch Season 1. Oh, well, there's only one rougher in my opinion, which is freaking Shanghai Dragons. But Shanghai Dragons are so happy where Dallas Fuel was so so down in the dumps all the time. Um, they had poor effect... Uh, there's a famous replay quote of him that just sounds broken. He just sounds so broken and let down. And it, it's great to see this team come back. Effect is still in career at the moment. He's not playing, but the rest of the team have really got around. I'm really surprised by Mickey, um, who's currently was previously the diva main for their group, has now picked up Brigida. And I'm not the biggest Mickey fan. I'm, I shit talk Mickey so much because he's one of the worst divas in the league. But his Brigida is fantastic. The amount of game impact he has on that character, the um, time he takes to build up the actual ulti compared to others is fantastically quick. He He's showing something about this meta that needs to be accepted by more players. Every other group currently or every other team currently are really using about 26% of the time are using Brigida, where uh, Dallas Fuel is sitting somewhere about 78%, which is fucking light years above it so to see mickey fit into that slot and to see dallas field play so hard they've won every game so far this stage and they're at such a fantastic moment for them um they've got no chance of making playoffs 
So it's not about the playoffs. They're just playing for pride right now. So it's fantastic to see the team come together. It's been rough watching them. It's been really rough watching them previously. So to watch them continue to grow, to watch them um, really form around Mickey's new play style has been fantastic to see. As well as back to Combo Breaker. Uh, back to Combo Breaker in the um, Tekken finals for Tekken 7. Um, they had a another uh, another game that was quite fantastic between uh, Cuddlecore and Lou. And this, this game showed so much because these two had faced off previously this wasn't the finals though this was in an elimination game sorry i correct myself um it was in an elimination game where everybody kind of had lou to win because he'd already faced off against jack seven who was the primary character of cuddlecore he'd already know how to fight it and he went to the first game and lou just wiped the floor with him and destroyed him and it was Interesting to see that by game two, Cuddlecore had adapted to the method of playstyle of Lou and managed to bring the game around. There was a lot of adaptation throughout the game um, that really changed the way that the games played out. And that makes me really happy. It makes me really happy to see adaptation in esports because it's such a fantastic thing. Alongside with meta, they're two of my favorite parts of the games. Or as, the, you know, the, the umbrella of esports as a whole because... Because they're on a digital platform, games can be changed and updated on the fly. So when I talk about a new patch or a new stage, they're generally changing the game in a way, altering characters, you know, damage dealt or their abilities a little bit or bringing and changing. And so the meta changes of what heroes are the best heroes to play, what characters are the best ones to, to main as. And so to show this adaptation of even adaptation in a way that is um, minute, um, you know, in the same game, in the same matchup, but still being able to change how you play a character is fantastic to see. And it was great to experience in the Tekken 7 um, tournament at Combo Breaker. It was it was really enjoyable. I would advise you if you have a if you're a fan of fighters or if you just like enjoy playing fighters or watching other people play them, check out Combo Breaker 2018. It's fantastic. Both the Tekken tournament and the Dragon Ball Fighter Z tournament were both great. Um, I hope that the organizers for Combo Breaker continue to grow and continue to bring other events to us because they've done a really good job and it's been really good to see these world class fighters um, go up against each other. But enough esports. If you have more esports news that you want me to talk about throughout the week, um, please tweet at me uh, at your boy Ringo on Twitter. Um, tell me what esports you want me to talk about. If you've got any stories you want me to look at, send them through. Um, I'll do esports wrap ups every Tuesday here on Twitch.tv slash Explosion Network. And for the third topic of the show, it's PUBG. And if you've seen the show before, introduce you to me. Um, hi, I'm Kieran, by the way. Um, I really hate Battle Royale games. I absolutely am annoyed with them just because of the amount of uh, news and saturation there is because of Battle Royale games. There's, when I'm trying to correlate articles to talk about for the show, it's really hard to avoid Battle Royale games because they're just everywhere. There's so many stupid articles about Fortnite, about you know Radical Heights. Is that game still even going on? Because I know Cliffy B's shit's dead. But... Um, or player unknown battleground, or whatever battle royale pops up, H1Z1, whatever one pops up, and I try and avoid it. But for this one, I thought this was quite interesting. So recently, PUBG's uh, a member of the team uh, for PUBG, uh, Memphi Kim, I'm gonna say, mentions that um, the blame for the falling uh, player base is securely on them, and I'm so glad to hear that. Like I'm so glad to hear that they are there that they're acknowledging that it's on them because 
PUBG went through this period of time where they were the the juggernaut. They were the biggest thing going. They were they had no real competition. They could do whatever they wanted, and they probably got a little bit relaxed, a little bit um, you know, lackadaisical on their updates, on the changes of the game. And so when Fortnite has come out, and Fortnite's come on a platform that is so honest for the game, it's so um, easy for the developers to change. It seems. Every, you know, every week there's some probably a little tweak or a new update for Fortnite compared to PUBG, which seems to just languish in its bugs forever until it generally fixes them in a massive patch and then it finds more bugs and it doesn't fix them for a while. So they've come out and, and mentioned that, yeah, the player base failing is, is their fault, that even though they've come out recently with anti-cheating measures and finally managing to balance some of the guns out, it's probably a little bit too late and they understand that in many ways it's too late. Um, they're still working hard at the game. Fortnite has really shown a better understanding for their players, uh, a better belief in what their players are telling them, happy to change things, to add things, to put in little stupid story modes, to have events. Um, it's it's just it's ridiculous to see um, w- what Fortnite has done compared to Player Unknown. Because when Fortnite came out. Everybody shit-talked that thing. Everybody was just like, oh, no, it's no PUBG, it's just copying. And it, it has made a name for itself. It has found itself in eSports, which is so well done to them, well done to Epic Games. Um, so even though I'm saying this, PUBG's not out of it. They've still got a good player base. Not as good as they were, but they're re- going to be releasing the biggest content drop um, that they've ever done before. There's going to be stuff like um, little three-wheeler, like, you know, tuk-tuk things that people ride and um, different game modes, probably new weapons. They've released a new crossbow-only mode. looks actually kind of interesting, but I don't think it's enough. I don't think it's enough compared to what Fortnite does. Fortnite is so over the top, so crazy and ridiculous that it just kind of works and the people are drawn to it. It makes a lot of sense when you look at the game and play. Um, I, I really enjoy that game and love every part of it when I'm playing it well with people. No, I'm kidding. I don't love any of the games. I don't love Battle Royale games at all. They frustrate me, people, but that's fine. It's fine because they have a media... They're here to stay. I've got to accept that. Um, but what do you want to see from PUBG? Do you... I, I, you know, I think there is a chance for PUBG to come back. It has to put a lot of work in, though. It has to show that it's listening to its friends. Its friends. Its fans. Are its fans its friends? Are you friends with your fans? This is a lot of questions for me. A lot of questions. Uh, just, anyway. Um... <laughs> I'm excited to see what PUBG does to answer the criticism. To show that the fact that they've shown that they fucked up is hella respect. Really, you know, respectful, good on them. But hey, we need to see more from them if people are going to jump back onto that game and move away from Fortnite. Yeah. Well, it's that time. It's that time I rant. I've been looking forward to this rant all day. Since doing the initial uh, write up for this, I've been waiting to do this because this is my rant of the freaking. Um, show or you know the real term for it is the tidbit of the show where I talk about a topic um, it's going to be from somebody Twitter um, something close to my heart so tweet at me at your boy Ringo but so if you haven't seen the internet once again fucking exploded it explodes every time before this show I swear um, so there's a game in pre-release on Steam called Active Shooter 
which is a simulation game um, that's supposed to be apparently it's only supposed to be for like police and civilians and stuff to to practice shootings, but to like practice like um, how you should react in a shooting or what people should do. But fuck me, it's added a school shooting mode where you're the shooter in a school and you get points for murdering civilians and cops. What? Who thought that was a good idea? Who the bloody hell... I apologize for your microphones in this section. Who thought it was a good idea? So it's only in pre-release, so it's not actually out to be played at the minute. There's only screenshots on Steam. But fuck, the backlash is huge. The backlash is massive, people. There is so much um, anger from people because... It's just... And the worst thing is I see people defending it. Stop! And people are like, you have the right to freedom of speech, you have all this bullshit. No, fuck off! Stop promoting something that is entirely bad. Nothing good comes out of that situation of playing that. I understand. I'm the biggest advocate for the R18 rating. I am actually um, wanting to... Like, you know, I want games to be able to accept, or the government to accept, that games are a media that doesn't need to be you know, controlled or changed or, um, it, it's, it's not something like putting a gun in my hand at a game. I don't want to go shoot people in real life. And that's not a normal reaction. It's just a, a thing that's happening. But, and Nick saying it's been done before. Has it been done in this way within the recent climate of the world? Because within the current climate of the world with all these school shootings that are happening in America, it's a little fucked. I understand it's probably trying to capitalize on the political climate, but fuck me, is it a terrible idea? Nobody should nobody should enjoy doing that. What's so fun about it? Like playing through a game isn't a game supposed to be an experience, it's supposed to be something you enjoy or get something out of. What do you get out of that game? What is what is good about that game? The people hold on to their guns, they hold on to the right to hold the guns and then they play shit like this. School shootings never were acceptable. But I'm saying in the current climate where it is at its max, where it's at the point where it's so prevalent in today's society. So prevalent. And I've never seen a game, Nick, and Nick's commenting in stream right now, I've never seen a game that has a school shooting mode. It's happened in uh, No Russian, in Call of Duty 4, which had a massive warning for it, um, was quite talked about and I didn't have a massive problem with that because it was it wasn't pointless like it was a fictional moment in history with us with a part of the story it had its reasons for happening it was something you could choose not to do where this game you can choose not to do it by just not buying the game sure that's fine but there's no point to it there's no story mode to it there's no and I'm not saying you need to add a story or something to make it okay. It's fucking stupid. And this is such a big manhole. And it's a big topic to talk about. But No Russian was done in a way that you didn't have to shoot people. You could still finish the mission without shooting anyone. You could still move through it. It was, you know, you could run through the level looking down. It's not the point of that game. That game is just making, you know, it was just a moment in games. There's been so many moments in movies like that that are played out. I'm just frustrated that somebody would make a game that's just a simulation of a school shooting. Why would anybody do that? 
what's the point of it? And I've already talked on on Explosion Network, on all of our products, on only late nights about how I love games that uh, have a meaning or tell a story or have a purpose. And I don't see the purpose in this other than to make the internet freak the fuck out. So the developers have already come out and said they're probably just going to remove the mode, which is the best thing to do. I don't know why the fuck the mode was in there. It's like, you know, if a game, you know, if we were in the climate where 9-11 happened and somebody made a plane simulator where you could just crash into buildings. What the fuck? Why would you do that? Why would anybody do that? I don't see the point of it. I'm not, you know, I don't... Steam is a weird place because... A lot of things on Steam can be put out there. And I saw an interesting quote that was like, you know, Steam, the place where games with a little bit of sex get banned, but games where they allow you to be a mass uh, shooter, school shooter, can go on ahead. It's like, what the fuck? Just, it's interesting because it's a platform that is not as controlled as, you know, Xbox or PlayStation, where there's a lot more availability for people to put their games on it. So... It's the right of freedom, free speech. I don't think the government should get involved. Whatever. The government doesn't need to get involved. Steam just needs to say, nah, it's banned off our platform. It needs to be not put in a public place. If somebody wants to go and find it, fuck it, whatever, go for it. But don't put it in a prominent place. Don't advertise that you have a school shooting mode. Don't put it there. If this is a game that has the negative impact that people that are trying to blame games for gun violence want. It's the whole fucking point. And we shouldn't stand for that. We shouldn't allow that. And that's going to frustrate the shit out of me. What's your thoughts on it? Let me know in chat after the show. Tweet at me, at your boy Ringo. What do you think about Active Shooter? Should it be allowed? Is it a freedom of speech thing that they have the right to put out a game like this? I don't. I don't think so. But tell me. Debate me. Try and persuade me and tell me I'm wrong. I'm probably stubborn enough, but I'll listen. And thank you very much for joining me for Explosion Network's gaming news show every uh, Tuesday and Friday nights, Australian Standard Time, right here on twitch.tv slash Explosion Network. Check us a follow if you're here live, um, just to shout out and to know when the show go, the channel goes live. Early Late Nights is just one of the many shows the Explosion Network does to explore, to explore them all. Go to ExplosionNetwork.com, check us out. And if you can't be here live on Twitch.tv slash Explosion Network, I'm just going to keep saying the URL, fuck it. If I just keep saying it, somebody might go to it. Um, if you can't make it live, that's fine. The show goes up 24 hours later on YouTube.com slash Explosion Network or also on all good podcasting services. Um, so, you know, if you listen to it via podcast, give us a like put us you know what is it review five stars tell me what you think show me what you know um <laughs> and if you're here yeah leave us a comment or if you're on youtube comment subscribe smash that like button join the bell squad so you know when we go live with a new video oh god that sorry my inner my inner youtuber came out for a second that shouldn't be shouldn't be a thing so normally on the show um i spend the last 60 seconds of the um show news whatever i'm going through 60 seconds of news stories that i've missed or haven't been able a chance to talk about but tonight i'm going to do something a little bit different i'm going to give you 60 seconds of my impressions of detroit become human what i think of it i'll be playing detroit straight after the stream so stick around if you want to check it out and play um and tell me why i'm doing things wrong because that's what people like doing in those games i suppose um but i'll be giving my impressions tell me if you like the segment if i should keep doing it with other games are you ready i said are you ready 
let's go. So Detroit Become Human. Um, I'm actually really enjoying this game. Probably a bit more than I enjoyed Heavy Rain. A bit more than I enjoyed... Uh, I didn't even play Beyond Souls 2. Whatever. Whatever. Beyond 2 Souls. Or whatever the hell that game was called. Um... I didn't even play that game. Uh, I really am enjoying the three characters. I like that for once in a game, I'm not playing as myself. I'm playing as making choices as I see those characters would make choices. Um, it's developing the game quite nicely. The story is pretty good. It's okay. I've only played for four or five hours. Uh, the control scheme can be fucking terrible. Stop making me use motion controls, you piece of shit. David Cage. Um, the the story is okay. I haven't got through to any weird parts that some people have commented on so far. Um, the, the control scheme, the movement is bad, but I expect it. It's a playable movie. Um, why is it 2018? Like, why... Why is it 2018, and why am I still doing fucking button prompt shit? See you later, GG, well played. Kieran here from the Explosion Network, and this be your ad read for May 2018. If you're a fan of top 10 lists, then boy oh boy do we have a show for you that does just as well as BuzzFeed, WatchMojo, IGN, or anywhere bloody else to be perfectly honest, but in about half the time. Top 5 with Nick is currently airing in its first season, and the season's theme is video games. We love video games here at the Explosion Network. Join Nick and two guests every fortnight as they break down topics like launch games, gaming peripherals, and first-person shooters. Explosion Network's Bulletin Board! Older on Explosion is back this month. Join Dylan and guests for three episodes from May 11th in lead-up to Solo. Oh, it's coming! It's so close! If you're watching Westworld Season 2 at the moment, make sure you follow us over at twitch.tv slash Explosion Network for Bevanworld. He's our weekly recap and discussion about Westworld. Find it all on our Twitch channel, as once again, twitch.tv slash Explosion Network, or over at our YouTube, youtube.com slash Explosion Network. Have a fantastic May.